Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 57. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you li- where you listen. We always give listeners a shout out on future episodes of the Diz Love Podcast. So whether it be five-star review or we also think those of you who've also left us those customer ratings, we greatly appreciate those too. And on today's show, we are going to be joined by Laura from Pixie's Tiny Things. She is As she describes herself, she's overly creative, she likes to talk a lot, she has a big personality and big heart, and she has amazing artistic talent, which she uses by painting on custom shoe designs. She also takes her designs and has them created into stickers and doormats and printed on bags and other purses and things. So we're super excited to have her on the show. She's had her business for a little over five years, and we are really looking forward to sharing her story with you. And she did something awesome. She gave us a special promo code, Vanessa and Chris, Vanessa, A-N-D, Chris, with a K. Use that code, get 10% off, find something that's unique to your personality at her shop, and use the code Vanessa and Chris to save 10%. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well to ensure that you're able to get that awesome discount. Now, of course, we always start out with our segment where we're going to talk about something related to Disney travel. And something that we've done on several trips is that we've had multiple generations. I was on one trip where we had my grandma who was in her mid 80s all the way down to my cousin who is a teenager. So one of the things that we found is that there are a lot of boat slash water-based attractions around the parks that are friendly for all ages. There are a few that are thrill rides, which we'll talk about as well, but we're going to really spend time today talking about those boat-based attractions. So there are a lot in each of the different parks, so we're going to go through and talk about them in two different categories. So we're going to look at family-friendly rides and then those thrill rides that do exist in this category. But hopefully if you are going on one of those multi-generational trips, this will give you some great tips. And the one good thing about most of the water rides that we're going to talk about, they are inside, which in Florida is always nice because that nice cool AC break is great. A lot of them are a little bit longer, which gives you kind of a nice break if you've been walking a lot. And just overall, like I mentioned, they're just most of them are very family friendly. Even the thrill ride ones are very family friendly as well. And as usual, we are going to start out in Magic Kingdom. And the first ones we're going to talk about are in that family friendly category. And one of my personal favorites is Pirates of the Caribbean. And with my family, it was a tradition for many, many years. Our first ride of any trip would be going to ride on Pirates of the Caribbean. And one thing I didn't realize, do you know how long Pirates of the Caribbean is, Chris? Long as in what? How long the ride is. Like minutes? Minutes. How long would you think it is? Oh, at least four minutes. I was surprised. It's actually nine minutes long. Wow. See, I just got you with some trivia. You stumped me. (laughs) So it's a nine minute... Oh, that could have been a good trivia question at the end. Oh, darn. Well, I don't remember anything, so you ask me next show. So it's a nine minute ride. And of course, I'm assuming most of you, if you've been to the Disney parks, you've ridden Pirates of the Caribbean. 
You're going to go on that voyage. You get to see, of course, the nice additions with Cap Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow. When some of the after hours events return at the Halloween party at Mickey's Not So Very Halloween Party, they've done some fun additions that we got to enjoy at past times. And it's just, of course, that classic Disney experience. I will, as a side note, say I like Disneyland's version better. But of course, Magic Kingdom is just as great as well. Now, moving along, also in Adventureland, you have Jungle Cruise. And Jungle Cruise is always fun because the skippers tell those like corny jokes. You go through the different, on the different rivers of the world. And one of the things that, of course, you need to keep your eye out for is they have the headhunter. If you've ever done, we've done at Christmas time, I think the Jingle Cruise is pretty fun. What did you think about that when we've, when I have I'm no doing? memory of that. You don't remember Jingle Cruise? What what was it on Jungle Cruise? They turn it into they add Christmas. I I does not register. Oh well, I'm sure it was nice. Yeah, if you haven't been during Christmas time, and even in 2020, with as much things that that Disney has pared down on in terms of holiday things, the Jingle Cruise is back. So I highly suggest checking that out if you are there at Christmas. And the great thing is this is an attraction, even in the years when there is the Christmas party, you can still check out the Jingle Cruise throughout the day. It's it's all the time during the park hours. And this, of course, is that classic Disney ride. I always enjoy it. I think it's a nice little break. It's nice, of course, that they have the skippers that are right there. And we like eating at the restaurant right nearby, too. Oh, we sure do. Yeah, that's a great Jungle Skimper Canteen is a great restaurant as well. So Jungle Cruise is another one of those ones that everyone can enjoy. It's great for all ages. And from there, we're going to move over into over into Fantasyland, and It's a Small World. I don't know about you, but I love It's a Small World. I know some people don't like it because they get the song in their head, but I loved seeing the classic, all of the costumes that have been designed on the different in the different rooms. I love the song. I love everything about It's a Small World. I don't know. I always drag Chris on it. What are your thoughts about well, It's I, a Small World? Well, I like it, especially in the summertime. Oh, from the AC? When it's hot, yes. <laughs> yes. It's, and it's, I think, a, a relatively long ride. Yes. And it's cute. I think it's the one thing that, you know, Disney has remade so many movies. They try to update certain things that they better just leave. It's a small world alone. alone. I mean, <laughs> yes. in 100 years, it better be 150 years old because it's just, it's cute. It's quaint. But it has a nice theme to it, and like the music, it's not bad. But it's just neat to see what they did, and I just hope they resist any sort of like, kind of like PC updating because of whatever people are going to complain about. But overall, it's a fun ride. Yes, and I like just seeing for the different countries, and of course, you have the classic costumes that were designed by Mary Blair. And if you get a chance, I highly suggest going over to the contemporary and seeing the mosaic that is there that showcases parts of It's a Small World. So that's always a classic. Everyone of all ages will typically like it unless they really hate the song. I know I've been on there with people in their 80s all the way down to our daughter when she was two. So everyone really, really enjoys It's a Small World, I think, especially Disney fans. Now, moving from there, something that is currently closed, they're saying for refurbishment, but it's just one of the attractions that's just been closed right now, is Liberty Square Riverboat. What's that? 
The big steamboat. Oh. The double-decker steamboat that, of course, takes you. It goes around Tom Sawyer Island. So it's Liberty Bell. It's You're cruising the rivers of America. When you're on it, it's narrated by Mark Twain. And he talks about things about that era and travel. I. It's been a few years since we've been on it. I have done it a couple of times. I mean, more than a couple of times, but every time I do it, I find it relaxing. If you've had an especially hectic day at the parks, it's nice to go on there. Sometimes it's used for special events. I know there has been some events with Tiana where they had like an ice cream social sort of thing that you could get tickets to attend that was on there. Sometimes they've had Tiana and some of the characters on it. Um, so it is always a nice classic um, riverboat ride is in particular if you don't live anywhere near where you can be on a body of water with a riverboat. We live not too far from a historic village that has one, so it's not so unique for us, but I know most people might not live near something like that. So Liberty Square Riverboat is always a nice attraction as well. And again, something that's great for all ages. Now, last but not least, we're going to round out in Magic Kingdom, you have the thrill rides. And in here, there's going to be one thrill ride that falls under this category, and that's going to be Splash Mountain. Of course, we know that's getting reimagined here very soon. But as of right now, in 2020, we still have Briar Fox, Briar Bear, and Briar Rabbit. And of course, you have that iconic splash where you go down. And one of the things that I will say is I love seeing the characters and hearing the music and things on the ride, but we don't go on Splash Mountain hardly ever. I mean, it's been years since we've gone on Splash Mountain. Correct. It's just not our ride. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is we're not scared of drops. We just don't like being wet when we walk around the parks. And typically we are there till the evening. So it's not like, oh, it'll be our last ride of the day and we'll just go back to the room and dry off. We're there till dark and usually it starts to get a little chilly by then. So we typically skip Splash Mountain just because of that. Often they say that if you sit in the front, you're less apt to get wet. I will say at the Walt Disney World version, I typically don't get as wet as I have at Disneyland where you have those single single rows. So again, though, a classic thrill ride. If you love the drops, which again, we're okay with. If you want to get wet, if it's a super hot day, it's also a great thing to check out. So that rounds out all of our boat water-based attractions at Magic Kingdom. And we're going to move over to Epcot. And Epcot is the one park that we're going to talk about that doesn't have anything in that thrill ride category. It just has two family-friendly ones. And the first one I wouldn't say any, most people probably wouldn't say it's their favorite ride, but I do enjoy it. It's very educational. You learn a lot. I like the restaurant that's above it. And that is Living with the Land. That, if you've never been on it, is in the Land Pavilion. And in it, you're going to go through the different greenhouses. It's going to give a history of farming. And my favorite part of that attraction are, of course, the Mickey pumpkins that you get to see growing and all the other hydroponics. You get to learn about some of the greenery, greens and the fish and different things that are served in some of the restaurants on property. So that's always fun. And we really like Garden Grill, which is the restaurant that circles around and you can see some of the different parts of that ride as well. And the second water-based attraction that we're going to talk about at Epcot is one of, I think this would be one of Chris's more favorite rides. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frozen Ever After. So what is it that you, so tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, I know it was the reimagining of Norway, and uh, it's very straightforward. I mean, it follows the same track, but uh, it's it's nice. <laughs> so, of course, that, that goes through Arendelle. You get to see Anna, Elsa, Olaf. The nice thing is you're right near where the character meet and greet is. So that is, of course, in the Norway Pavilion, as Chris talked about. It has music. It has some cool animatronics towards the end where it has the faces, I think, that are that rear projection that are real realistic looking. So that is a nice attraction, if especially if you have any Frozen fans in your family. And right next door, you have Grand Fiesta starring the Three Caballeros. And that, of course, is in the Mexico Pavilion. And that's a musical ride as well. There's a lot of singing in it. it you're in a boat. You go through the attraction and you learn about Mexico, a little bit about the history and some of the things that are there. It's a fun ride. There's usually never a wait for it. I like going in there and checking out the shops. There's some good food opportunities in there. So that's always a fun thing to do. I think it was a good, easy update for Disney. Hopefully, I know Chris always has talked about that he hopes eventually in Mexico they have... Oh, Coco. Yeah, so maybe one day we'll see it. But as of right now, you're going to see Donald Duck and the three Caballeros there with him. So that rounds out the different boat-based attractions at Epcot. And then we're going to move over to Animal Kingdom. And in Animal Kingdom, we have family friendly and a thrill ride so like just like magic kingdom you have both categories and the family friendly one we're going to look at is the navi river journey this of course is in pandora in the world of avatar you get to see it goes through really for me it's very pretty i enjoy seeing it you have the bioluminescent rainforest that you go through there's a lot of just neat sounds as you go through at the end there's a shaman of songs who sings there's no storyline, so if you are there and you can only have time for one ride, I wouldn't pick that one. But here's the thing. I mean, how long ago was Avatar out? I mean, it's been over a decade, at least. Yes, yes. To say it doesn't have a storyline, I mean, it. you don't really – I mean, nobody quotes Avatar. That's true. So nobody would know the storyline? Well, I think part of it is like it's like was the highest box office grossing film that culturally has – a very limited impact. That's true. Frozen, you know the songs, you know the characters. It's like, okay, the Navi, who is the evil guy? You, you you can maybe pick him out of a lineup, but you don't know really who the protagonist, what the names are, and like in terms of the, the people and the animals, like Star Wars, there's this whole lore. I mean, even like I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I could tell you what most of Star Wars is. Not sure. the new stuff, but like with the Avatar. Correct. And like, yeah. oh, that's. That's Lord Vader. If you say Emperor Palpatine, I could maybe understand the Death Star. I understand that. But you get to Avatar. It's like So what do you think of Navi River Journey? Oh, it's nice. It's a nice it's almost it's a nice little ride. But in regards to like knowing the story, it's like, well, people go into comas. They go to (laughs) not where I don't whatever the Avatar world is. There's the Navi, Pandora. See, even I don't know that part. Um it's a nice ride. Yes. I mean, I, it really shows, I, I think it gets back to Disney's strength, which is detail. Yes, yes. That's the one thing. It's very beautiful. But the same thing, like even like with the ride itself, you know, there's this long wait. It uses the technology well, but culturally, it, it, it nobody quotes Avatar. No. So I guess that is a good point. They made a very, they have a good scene setter. It really 
immerses you in the in the land, but you don't maybe necessarily need a story because we wouldn't recognize it. Yeah, and nobody would like w- with Star Wars. If you got something wrong, people would go, "Oh my gosh, you got that wrong." That's true. In Avatar, it's like, huh? Like I don't know. I mean, are there Avatar fanboys? I don't know. I'm but sure there are. I'm sure there are, but they're not as many as like Star Wars and Frozen. Like, I mean, I know frozen quite well and if you were to make some issues with the canon i would go oh that's not correct <laughs> but largely you could fact check frozen you could but like with <laughs> avatar again i'll just go back to it. i mean like if you look, look at wikipedia it was like one of the top 10 highest grossing films in history right and when you look at the other movies around it have a far bigger cultural impact than avatar but well and if you're going to wait in a long line there if you have a wide range of people with age range and maybe people that couldn't necessarily ride flight of passage because of some other some restrictions then navi river journey does give you that taste of what the pandora and the world of avatar is like and it's really beautiful as you go up by the trees and stuff as you enter into the ride so that is the one family friendly ride at animal kingdom and the last ride there that is a boat ride is the kali river rapids so this, of course, is one where you are going to get very wet. It's a white water adventure. There's geysers and jet streams that shoot water. There's water that comes down on you. I don't think we've ever ridden this. I have ridden it. You've never. You and I, I've never I'm, taken I don't, you I don't want to get wet. Yeah. Chris is not one that likes to get wet. I always will give a ride a try. I think it was long before we were married that. I rode this ride. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So, but if you have kids or anyone in your group that really likes getting wet and likes to just kind of have that water ride experience, the one nice thing is they do have lockers where you can put they tell you and highly recommend put your phones, any other mobile devices that you have. When I've ridden it the few times, Chris would make fun of me, but I would wear a poncho. I've worn a poncho on this ride. Makes sense. (laughs) And you might want to have like a towel or something because you are going to get wet on this ride. And the nice thing is you can watch. There are some spots where you can see where people are getting splashed on this ride. But again, it's it serves the purpose. If you're in Florida, it's July. You're hot. Animal Kingdom always seems even warmer with the, all the ve- vegetation there, I would suggest you might want to go check out this ride. And it is more of a thrill ride because it's supposed to simulate like river rapids. So you can definitely check that out if you are at the park. Now, we have one park left, Chris. And what is that? Oh, Hollywood Studios. What water-based boat rides are there? I don't think there's any. There are not. There really? are not. Yeah, there oh, are wow. not any rides as of yet. That could change, I'm sure, as we see new additions to the park. I mean, I guess technically, but it wasn't a boat. I mean, you had Little Mermaid Voyage, to the the stage show, where you were technically under the water, but you weren't in a boat. Um, but no, there are not any water-based boat rides there. So that rounds out all of the different attractions that we we're going to look at today. So when it looks like things that are those boat based attraction. You have a wide range of options. These are really family friendly. Most of these attractions are great for everybody. Doesn't matter. Most of these family friendly ones, if you have any health problems, you can typically ride these um, all ages. And that's one of the great things about them. They usually accommodate a little bit bigger groups so you can all ride together, which is also very nice. A lot of these have 
where like Frozen Ever After or Splash Mountain or when you look at um some of the other ones like like um Kali River Rapids you get you can have photo opportunities which are always great to have so definitely check out um, some of these different attractions on your next trip especially if you have a multi-generational trip it's always great and we are going to get up our call with Laura and share all about her business with you. We would like to welcome Laura to the show today. Her business, Pixie's Tiny Things, offers all kinds of unique artwork on shoes and purses and doormats. And she also has a lot of her custom designs that have been made into stickers and things that you can use on all sorts of things around your house. So we would like to welcome Laura to the show. Hey, Vanessa and Chris. How are you guys doing today? We're doing wonderful. We're doing great. So excited to have you on the show. I know you have all kinds of digital art and different things, so we're really excited to hear from you today. I'm actually really excited, too. This is actually my very first podcast. (laughs) Awesome. Well, and you're not alone. We get a lot of our vendors who are that way, and we're just excited to be able to get the word out about your business. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, of course, we want to learn about you and some of the things you like about Disney. So we always start with an icebreaker. And right now, so many of us are missing the things at the parks for in the evening. So we've been asking, do you have a favorite after-hours ticketed event, like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or an after-hours at the parks or so any of those? I, right. So I, I have canceled... Since the pandemic started, I have had to cancel six different trips that we were supposed to do. And each time I was like, well, we have the next one. And then it was like, well, we have the next one. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just giving up. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, But Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party has always been my favorite thing because uh, I love dressing up. Um, I am extra nice to my husband all year so that I can get him to dress up (laughs) with me and my daughter. Because normally... Normally, he's like, no, I'm not doing that. I got him to dress up as Peter Pan one year. I got him to dress up as Mr. Incredible one year. Awesome. And he was, and I think after a while, he was like, I don't understand why everything I have to wear has spandex. And I said, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Right. Just go with it. It's fine. Um, but so getting dressed up, free candy, obviously. Oh, yes. They give and, you good uh, candy, too. I I am a Disney villains girl. Oh, okay. Uh, I I love their wardrobes. I love their songs. I love everything about them. And they really only come out on the Halloween things. Yes. So that's that's always a great time to be able to see them there. Uh the one thing that I actually got that wasn't a normal ticketed event, uh I actually got invited by a, another DVC friend uh to a DVC after hours Ooh, event. Yeah. And that was exceptional because I got to do the perfect cast dance with Max Goof and Goofy. Oh my goodness, how fun. <laughs> right, and we all like sang eye to eye like crazy people standing <laughs> next to the standing next to uh the Goofy's roller coaster in the back of Disney World. Oh, how and, awesome. Uh, and I don't know if you know who Mikey Agubian is, but Mikey Agubian is the bowler hat guy from Meet the Robinsons. Oh, yes, nobody, yes. Nobody knows who that guy is, but he was there. And oh, we cool. made such a scene screaming out, Goob! And oh, running like, like, somebody said, I thought it was the Backstreet Boys. And I said, yeah, I don't really know who they are, but I know who that guy right? is. Right? <laughs> Definitely a real Disney fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. I come from Tampa, Florida, so we used to go to Disney all the time. Oh, for uh, sure. 
and we moved up here to DC not too long ago, but we're still, still can't get rid of me though. <laughs> right. Right. Now we went in March and hopefully they bring them back. But if you're a huge villains fan, we definitely recommend the villains after hours that they did I, at Magic yes, Kingdom. That, that was, was really cool. That was well. That was one of, that was one of our canceled trips. Oh no. <laughs> well, the only bad thing is they don't let you get photos with the villains, which doesn't make I any know. sense. We, hopefully that will change in the future too. We, uh, we, we are, because we are old veterans. So I have pictures from the Mickey's not so scary Halloween parties from like 12 years ago. Oh yeah. Where we got to take pictures with Maleficent and Captain Hook oh, wow. and the evil queen and everybody. So, uh, there's a great picture somewhere of me dressed as Tinkerbell and my daughter dressed as Captain Hook of us with Captain Hook. That's oh, a fantastic oh picture. that would be a great um, memory. And I don't know, I know obviously we're talking about Disney World, but have you guys been to Disneyland in California? Yes, yes, we have So I finally, I'm 38 years young, and I finally got to go to Disneyland for the first time uh, two years ago. Oh, nice. And and my husband, again, you know, I have to be nice to him all year because I know that I'm going to make it do. Sure. He just kind of tolerates it. He's like, I'll do one day at the park, and that's that's my limit. And I'm like, okay, that's Aww. fine. Uh, yeah, he sat by when we walked into Toontown as I sat on the floor and cried. Aww. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is so like, nice to make that pilgrimage if you've not been. Right. Well, and, it's, and people are like, but it's the same rides. It's the same thing. It's really not. No, it's it, much different. Even, even, you know, the rides that they have at Disney World that are the same copies of Disneyland rides, Peter Pan's Magical Flight is totally not the same. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and my one best friend, that's her favorite ride, and she lives in California now. So mm-hmm. we, she, we will go on it multiple times, whatever park we're at, Disneyland or Disney World. So, right. yes, there's definitely differences. now. And, and you have somewhere to stay for free now too. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yes. And so of course, we want to hear all about your business and what are some of those products that kind of add from your enthusiasm with Disney? Uh, of course. Uh so I actually started off customizing and hand painting shoes for birthdays, weddings. Okay. Basically anything. Um and eventually that led to me painting on purses because there wasn't really a way to People were like, oh, all you paint is Belle and Cinderella. And I'm like, no, that's not all I can paint, but that's all people order. And that's all I have time to do because you can't really paint on a shoe. It's it's really matching up a Cinderella. Am I painting the correct character on the right size shoe for the person who likes Cinderella? The answer is probably not. Right. But painting it on a purse, anybody can buy a purse. Yes, yes. So uh, I ended up painting on purses, wallets, ID holders, and then magic bands. Oh, nice. Um, And then someone gave me the idea to make uh, some of my designs into digital work and put them on stickers, magnets, and a couple of trading pins. Oh, cool. And as exhausting as all of that sounds, when I need a break from painting or whenever I get bored, uh, I like to take my weekends off and I like to work with clay and I make miniature sculptures and I make resin art. So constantly, always, always working. Um, sure. I've also painted uh, a couple of wall murals at different homes. Yes. Uh, which, again, was like something somebody asked, oh, could you paint this in my house? I was like, I, yeah, if you sure. want to transport me over there, sure, why not? <laughs> and we'll make sure um, to share some of those images, too, because I've seen some of your mural work, and it's really cool. 
Thank you. Yeah. And again, you know, all, all of the custom hand painted accessories and obviously the mural work too, uh, are all usually commissioned pieces. Someone will email me and request a certain character or a movie theme, or they'll say, Hey, you know, it's my husband's birthday and he really likes goofy and, uh, you know, Max and Powerline, what do you suggest that we do? And I'll say, okay, well, does he wear slip-on shoes? Is he the type of person that would wear multicolored shoes? And if he's not, I'm sure he's got a wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yes. There's probably something that we can put together for him. Sure. Um, And, you know, sometimes, like I said, sometimes they know exactly what they want. And other times they just kind of give me their favorite characters and I have to think of some way to make all those characters flow together in a design. And that's actually my favorite part of the designing process because I get to be freely creative, but I at least have like a basic sense of what the customer wants. And that normally makes me really happy because whenever I send out pictures as things are progressing, you know, the, the giant heart eye emojis and the, (laughs) Oh my God. It's exactly what they wanted, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, and then, you know, whenever I mail things out, uh, I always ask them, I said, you know, if they're giving them to somebody as a surprise, try and sneak a camera in there or something oh, so sure. I can, so I can watch yeah, because I've got the customer react. I mean, I've had people just absolutely break down in tears Aww. because they thought, and that makes me cry. And sure. I'm, yeah. Really not, I'm really right. And again, going back to my, my black hearted villain girl roots, I don't show emotion, but I'll cry for that. <laughs> Well, and it's got to be so touching to have something that you've envisioned and then have it come to life for somebody that didn't even know it was happening. Like, it has to be exciting to see that. Right, exactly. And, I mean, I – and it's it's actually crazy to think about this because, you know, these are some people that I've never met. But I have one customer where I painted her graduation cap. Uh-huh. Uh, I painted her and her hu- her husband's wedding shoes. Oh, I no. painted their honeymoon shoes, and now I'm painting their baby's oh, first my goodness. pair of shoes. Wow! So I've been in this person's life, and I mean, I physically don't know them, but I know yes. everything about them. Though, <laughs> right? <you know? laughs> right. And so, with that, please tell us what was the genesis for you to start your business. Uh, so funny enough, uh, the first shoes, uh, the first shoes that I actually painted were for my own bridal party from my own wedding Okay. Uh, as, as a thank you gift for putting up with my two and a half year engagement, uh, <laughs> where I would call them and go, do you know the difference between blush and baby pink? And they were like, Laura, we really don't care. And I'm like, right. no, 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 no. But really though, there's totally a difference. What's the difference between turquoise and teal? <laughs> I, as an artist, totally know the difference. Sure. And they're like, yeah, we don't. They're both bluish green. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, But so that was actually something that I did for each of them, uh, my three best girlfriends and my brother, um, where I basically just said, you know, who are your favorite, you know, characters? And I already knew what shoes they were wearing. And I said, okay. And I painted their characters on their shoes, and that was what they wore during the wedding. Oh, how Um, cool. And the way that my business actually got started, uh, I was actually a member of a, a group called Diz Brides on Disney Bride Diary oh, uh, yes. at the time that's on, that's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I posted photos of my bridesmaid shoes after the fact, and I had a member of this group ask if I would consider to paint her a pair of shoes. Oh, wow. And at, at the time, I was like, wow, somebody wants to pay me for my art? <laughs> like, right. That's, that's weird. And I said, sure, you know 
let's do it for $45. And we painted them on a pair of Payless shoes that I'm sure fell apart shortly thereafter, which is why I don't paint on Payless shoes sure. anymore. <laughs> also probably the reason why they went out of business. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the first sale of Pixie Tiny Things was made. And from there, I eventually became one of that group's first vendors, oh, uh, specializing great. mainly in wedding and bridal party shoes and eventually accessories. And while I've left uh, the Disbrides group, I still very much enjoy making wedding and honeymoon and all those life-affirming sure. event yeah. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and we got married at Disney and had our vow renewal there, too. So I know That's it's awesome. neat to see all of the different creative things that people find to incorporate into their wedding. Right. So it's just neat that you found that niche for yourself. I, right. And I... You know, I've painted shoes for lots of people who have gotten married at Disney. And the cool thing about painting wedding shoes is that I end up with some amazing professional photography. Oh, yes. Of Great my pictures. Shoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's fantastic, though, knowing that I've made something and that's going to be in that person's wedding album for the rest of their life. Right. So it's really cool. Um, but I, I, on the other hand, was poor. And we, we got married. <laughs> We got married in Tampa. <laughs> well, hey, um, there's always a chance for a vow renewal, right? Probably not. We splurged <laughs> and we got a we splurged and we got a photo shoot at the Beach Club. Oh, uh, nice! Which are actually some of my favorite pictures, and it's my we're very easygoing and a very goofy family, and so we looked really cute in like a very sunny beachy kind of a, a outfit that we all did. Oh, and of nice. course the one. The one picture that we ended up blowing up into a giant canvas is me tickling my daughter as my husband is holding her in his arms. And you can tell she was about to pee her pants. Aww. But it's a fantastic picture. It's a great memory all for us, all of you, right? Exactly. And I was like, nobody wants a posed picture. Nobody no. wants that. I want, I want the interaction picture. Right, exactly. That real life. So how do you think then like your products themselves can add Disney magic to your customers and our listeners' lives? Well, everybody loves to accessorize. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, and while you can definitely wear my shoes in the parks and get your magic bands custom painted with your favorite selection of characters, like my daughter, who likes Kylo Ren and uh -oh. Stitch and BB-8. <laughs> oh, wow. What a cool mashup. <laughs> right. And But again, you know, you aren't going to find disney products that have no. all these weird character combinations no together. not at all <laughs> but i but i can do it for you <laughs> wow very neat um but it's still really cool to to hold on to a little of the magic once you leave the parks and you're back to your regular life you know without a castle in your backyard right <laughs> um and you know being able to have a favorite purse with you know princess aurora vanellope von schweetz and rapunzel or you know a leather bracelet with the entire cast of robin hood or wow. wedding shoes with Superman carrying Ariel over the ocean. Oh my goodness, it, how cool. And all of those are actually things that I've done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it allows your unique Disney side to be able to shine through, even though, you know, we can't all afford to live in the parks, but sure. it's fun to just be able to have that little bit to take with us. When I think right now, too, like I find myself wearing a lot of my Disney stuff that I might normally just use on trips and that just because we're at home a lot more and well, I'm working right. from home and stuff like that. And it's nice to ha be able to add that to your everyday life too. And it's, it's a really hard time right now. And, and you know what, if, if wearing a cartoon character makes you feel happy in your heart, <laughs> girl, you, you wear that. Right. Right. <laughs> now, what is some of you've mentioned some of the unique designs. Do you have a personal favorite? 
Um, so I myself am actually not a princess fan. I sure. like doing the villains. Yes. <laughs> um, I also like painting anything that isn't like a normal type of a, a thing. Like the, the Robin Hood bracelet that I'm doing right now is really cool because I've never gotten to paint Robin Hood before. Yeah. Nobody's ever asked for it. Um, Haunted Mansion, uh, I'm doing a couple of Splash Mountain things right now Ooh. because it's come out. Yeah. So just really neat. I, I don't have... People once said, who's your favorite Disney character? And I said, well, it's like a list of like 20. And yes, I go, can yeah. you narrow it down to three? And I said, I can narrow it down to 15. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how I feel with stuff, too. Exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, princesses all have their good points, too. Everybody yes. loves having a good hair day. Yeah. I don't have good hair days. <laughs> I feel so I relate really yeah. more with like Yzma. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so with that, you've talked about a lot of awesome designs. Where can people go online to see more of what you do? Uh, so you can just have yourself a Google. Uh, look for <laughs> Pixie's Tiny Things, and I am absolutely everywhere. I'm on Etsy, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. And you can even go to www.pixiestinythings.com because I bought that too. <laughs> awesome. And I will make sure to put all those links in the show notes so everybody will be okay. able to find you. And we'll share yeah. lots of your great oh. designs that you've sent over because you have such a unique touch that I think a lot of people are looking for those custom things because, like you mentioned, so many times like I like a lot of different characters like I love figment but then I also like Tinkerbell and different things that you're never going to get those together and you uh -huh. offer some really cool stuff that allows you to bring all that together actually the coolest thing that I did recently with Tinkerbell was it was Tinkerbell and Bruni from Frozen 2 the little lizard oh yes and she was she was hugging him and then afterwards my daughter who of course is like my my very dry common sense child goes, why didn't you do periwinkle mom? And I'm like, Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> see, she's a good, she has good ideas though. Yes. Occasionally. <laughs> and then other times it's like way out in left field. And sure. it's like, I, we can reel that in just a little bit. <laughs> right. We can probably do something with it. <laughs> well, I think that's great where you said too, that you kind of take those ideas that people have, and then you're able to put it to paper and figure uh -huh. out that exact design. And that's why we're so excited to be able to share your stuff with our listeners. And we'll make sure to have all of that information in our show notes. Perfect. And then uh, just in case they're wondering, the majority of my artwork, if they just want to be able to come on and peruse and look through everything uh, is on my Instagram and it ends up getting cross posted to my Facebook because Perfect. some people have an Instagram, sure. some people have a Facebook. <laughs> um, my Etsy shop is actually filled with a lot of ready to ship items like my stickers, magnets, prints, doormats, uh, and a couple of small jewelry items for custom shoes or accessories. Just shoot me a message either Etsy, wherever, like sure. literally I'll, I'll get a notification anywhere. <laughs> and you'll respond. Awesome. And I, and I will respond for the most part. Uh, my best suggestion, if you're going to email me about shoes, uh -huh. is to know the brand of shoes that you want. Uh, I paint on Vans, Converse, Keds. Uh, all those come in a slip-on or a lace-up version. Converses, I generally only paint uh, complicated stuff on the high tops. Okay. And I've recently gotten into painting on the leather Converse high tops, which I didn't even know were a thing. No. And the amount of detail that you can get on those is amazing because... The material is so good. Um, I also paint on Nike Air Force Ones and the Nike Slides. Okay. Um, funny enough, there are not a whole lot of Disney fans like those. Sure. <laughs> but that's okay because sometimes it 
sometimes you don't want Disney. Right. <gasps> oh, gosh. It, right. Uh, or you want a mix and, that has Disney and other things. I saw that on exactly, some of your stuff, too. Exactly. Um, but know what brand of shoes you want, what size your shoe, uh, what size you are in those shoes, the characters that you want, and if you have one, the overall idea or the scene layout that you want to put together with it. And if not, you can just message me and say, hey, Laura, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, we will make sure to have all your contact info in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to come on and reach a completely new audience. Thank you again to Laura today for joining us. Remember, she's created a special promo code just for you to receive 10% off your next order. Use Vanessa and Chris, Vanessa, A-N-D, Chris with a K, K K-R-I-S, to get 10% off your next order. And of course, we are going to round out this week's episode with our two-minute trivia and our wisdom from Walt quote. And that means, Chris, you are up with trivia. Okay, Vanessa, remember when we got married? Yes. We had a reception next to an aquarium. Yes, the living seas. Yes. Based off of millions of gallons of water. Okay. What is the size of that aquarium? How many gallons? Rank. In terms of there's, I don't know how many aquariums in the United States. Where does Nemo... Aquarium, where does it rank? Living seas. Living seas within all aquariums in the United States, not the world, just the U.S. Oh, like how, like it's, I'm not giving this as my answer, but it's the third largest or the fifth largest or something. I know I've read this before. I know, I think the Atlanta one is bigger. And then I think Shedd Aquarium in Chicago is bigger. I'm going to actually go with. Third. You are incorrect. What what size is it? According to the internet. Okay. It's the second largest aquarium. Is it only behind Atlanta? Let me go the back Georgia? It because I I think the Georgia one in Atlanta is bigger. You are correct. So uh, the one in Atlanta opened in two thousand five has six point three million gallons of water. Yes. The Seas with Nemo and Friends, 5.7 million gallons, opened in 1986. Wow. And third, which you are you oh, hit it on the head, Shed, shed Aquarium, okay. 5 million gallons. Oh, so I just had Shed and Living Seas flip-flop. Correct. Okay. And of course, but then there's also a big from, from third to, so third was 5 million gallons. Fourth is the National Aquarium at 1.3 in Baltimore. Wow, that's and a big And this is according difference. to largest.org. Hmm. So- uh, the internet knows. <laughs> Very interesting. And darn, I knew like those were the top three. I just got the order wrong. It was close. And now we're going to end with our quote from Walt Disney. The most important thing is family. If you can keep the family together, and that's the backbone of our whole business, catering to families, that's what we hope to do. And hopefully you can take some of these tips about the different water attractions. And it, when you're on your next family trip with people from lots of different generations and age ranges, you can check out some of these attractions. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris.
This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.